Welcome to a Force Watch edition of Tall Card, presented by Walk Softly Films. I am your host, Alan Martin, from Stanford, Kentucky. With me, as always, is Scott Stafford from Frankfort, Kentucky. Hello, folks. And halfway in between us in Danville, Tachin. Hey. All right. Boys, I, I don't think we need to waste any time. No need uh, to dilly-dally. If you haven't watched it yet, go to Hulu. It's free. Watch the 1974 cult classic, <laughs> Zardoz, <laughs> starring, starring Sean Connery and uh, Charlotte Rampling. Uh, have, you, have you all ever heard of Zardoz before this? I yes. had not. Of course, Todd has. Todd of course, has, yeah. When I when I first got my when I got my first VCR back in 1981, a top loader from Service Merchandise. Wow, nice. throwbacks. Where, uh, you'd you'd go or, you'd go tell the salesman you wanted it, and then it would come down a little conveyor in the middle of the store, and you'd so pick cool. it up. <laughs> like you won a game uh, show every time you went yep. to Service Merchandise. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I I, t- I took back my ColecoVision that I knew would. I thought was going to be the best thing in the world and it never was. And so I ended up getting a top loader VHS and uh, the video, the, at the time, the video store in Danville, the movie shack um, had probably 20 movies to rent and Zardoz was one of them. My goodness. How old were you at this time? Oh gosh. I was, uh, I need context on 15, 15, 15 or 16. <laughs> And all I thought was, well, I couldn't, I won't be able to rent that because that's for adults. <laughs> but you did. And um, as a 15 to 16 year old, what was your first impressions of Zardoz? Well, actually, I, I, knew, I did not rent it. Okay. Oh, I didn't, didn't rent it. I saw it was there. It was you just the knew about store. it. Okay. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, Zardoz, huh? All right. Beyond 1984, be- beyond 2001, beyond love, beyond death. What a what a tagline! Zardoz. Yeah. Um, when did, did you see it before we watched it for this, Todd? I had not watched. I had okay. not watched. I'd seen a couple clips, but I'd not watched the whole thing. So this is a uh, virgin experience for us all. Yes. The first thing I saw uh, of it was this. Yeah. And- Which, if you didn't listen to the last podcast and you just listened to this one. Uh, I, you want me to describe it again? <laughs> yeah, go what ahead. This, what this image is for the listeners who aren't watching. Scott sent us this image, and we all decided that we need to watch this. And we don't know what Scott was Scott was searching on Google to find <laughs> this image for this to pop up, and then he felt the need to share it. But it is a uh, a uh, Fu Manchu and ponytail laden Sean Connery from '74. A lot of chest hair, a lot of leg hair. Yeah, <laughs> he has not seen a razor before this movie. <laughs> no, and uh, a, a lot of those things are exposed, leg <laughs> and a lot of thigh, a lot of chest, because he's wearing a red diaper that is being held up by red a red bandolier yeah. a suspender contraption yeah. and thigh-high pirate boots. 
and a 44 magnum yeah. revolver and it is not cool in any way not at all <laughs> it's the least cool thing i've ever seen <laughs> and the, the, the junk trunk is in full force oh yeah but i said to myself this is this got to be set in the future and yet he's holding a, a regular pistol and mm-hmm. And it, how how did they talk Sean Connery into dressing up like this? It looks awful. We have to watch it. Yeah. And uh, but and then I saw the 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 poster, and I was even more convinced because it looks like they got the artist from Choose Your Own Adventure books to make uh-huh. the poster. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, even the font. Yeah. And I was like, well, we have to do this. But uh, so there you go. That's that's why we did it. Yep. Uh, so I guess let's, uh, let's get into the movie. Um, first note I have is it's the most confusing movie opening I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> well, let's say directed by John Borman, John Borman, fresh off deliverance. Yep. Yeah. Exorcist two. He does. Mm-hmm. Are those the two biggest ones? Yep. He also did, I, so. I believe, didn't he do Emerald forest and Southern hope Coast. and glory. What's that? Hope and Glory, he did, I think. Oh, did he? Okay. Let me look. I think he did. I was thinking he did. I don't know if he did Southern Comfort. Jadage. <laughs> there's your, yeah, there's your uh, impersonation. Point Blank, Hell in the Pacific, Deliverance, Zardoz, Exorcist 2. Emerald Exc- Forest. Excalibur. The Emerald, the Excalibur, that's a big Excalibur. one. Excalibur, yeah. 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 The Emerald Forest, Hope and Glory, The General, The Tailor of Panama, and queen and country there we go there's the borman okay. rundown uh um, wow so zardoz might have been his third or fourth biggest <laughs> movie hope and glory hope and glory I, is got, pretty big, he got yeah. some acclaim for that i believe yeah yeah exorcist 2 was a steaming pile yeah <laughs> uh, uh but hey some people's steaming pile is other people's Zardoz. Du fromage. Yep. So had, it opens up with this. Oh, go ahead. What were you had thinking? a budget of one and a half million dollars in 1974. Yep. And Connery was 200,000 of that. <laughs> um, Charlotte Rampling was probably, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it starts off with a floating head um, that has drawn on facial hair, uh, drawn on um, vaudevillian mustache and uh, what Todd would probably refer to as a bearded clam on his chin. Very, very uh, Chef Pierre like. Yeah, with his drawn-on mustache. Mustache. Yep, and his and his dirty. If you turn him upside down, it's a very dirty drawing on his chin. Um, <laughs> no so doubt. Uh, yeah, I, I, I called him bearded clam chin throughout the movie. Yes, and we learn that this is uh, Arthur Frayne. Yep, and he says he is Zardoz. <laughs> And the, uh, he is Zardoz, but then maybe everyone is Zardoz. And it could be in the future, the past, could be in the present. He's not telling us. And maybe God, the actual God, is also in theater too, he tells us. So the he, uh, director felt like he needed to – they made him record an opening to explain what the movie was about because in focus <laughs> groups it was very confusing, and this is what he came up with. It did not help. Good choice, John. <laughs> not at all. No. It only muddied the water more. Yeah, Arthur Frayne says he's 
immortal. He's 300 years old. This is his story. It's rich. And I knew we were in trouble at this point, like with the floating head right off the bat. And he says, this, it, this story, it's his story. It's rich in irony and deeply satirical. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Cause you know, they think they're in on the joke now. So it's not just a bad movie. It's all, everything's going to be intentional. It's like, Oh no. Yep. And then he says, maybe it's God in show business too. That's how he ends his explanation of what we're about to see. He said the, the satire. Yeah. He says these events haven't occurred yet. So be warned. So it's a, it's a, it's a morality tale for all of us. It's a, it's yeah. a warning. And yeah. I really want to get into what, what they're warning us about with you guys. Cause I am confused. <laughs> I, we'll try to help. Um, it's Maybe we set, can all talk ourselves through it. It's set in the year 2293 it, it, when we get our first images. Yeah. And the images are of the, uh, the brutals. Um, and, and Connery is part of the brutals. Um, he's in a, an elite group of brutals that are uh, just killers, just absolute <laughs> yeah. um, brutal, cold blooded killers. That, yeah. Thief, murderers, rapists. Yeah. And they deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let me say this, Sean Connery, the ripists. <laughs> yeah. So they are. So they, the, the brute, the, uh, the killers group of the brutals, the exterminators as they're called, um, are the ones that wear the, uh, the diaper and the bandoliers mm-hmm. and they wear masks that look like Zardoz, which <laughs> Zardoz is a floating head that comes down tells the exterminators what to do made of stone made of stone um it was actually in the image of john borman yeah uh his okay it, all right it, it's the director's head is the image uh, that they used for the for the the stone the floating head um <laughs> massive head yeah. massive stone head floating around it lands it gives instructions to the exterminators and then it just starts vomiting guns and bullets and shells yeah so for all you first year film students out there if if you missed the subtext the director is god just just, if you if you couldn't catch that one and he's and he tells the exterminators to go kill kill other uh kill other brutals because praise be to zardoz (laughs) because he does not want the brutals to reproduce yeah, he says the gun is good and the penis is evil. That's what he says. Gun, gun spreads death and rids earth of brutals. Yep. So go forth and kill. <laughs> That's his commandments. Um, he's also apparently been telling the uh, exterminators not to kill some of the brutals, but instead to have them harvest wheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll... we'll figure that out later on yeah and when you said it it spews uh guns and ammo from its mouth it literally does it's just i don't even know how they did that it no. made so many guns vomit out the mouth of this <laughs> and shotgun shells yeah and uh yeah, a bunch of 1970s guns in the year 2293 yep but uh they did it a pretty <laughs> heavy wind machine i'm guessing yeah so Perfect. it 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 uh, regurgitates these guns uh it seems that connery is the leader I would say of mm-hmm. the um, of the exterminators, and so we kind of jump cut. Yeah, to, oh, and the and the last image of that scene is Sean 
who we find out his name is Zed. Zed uh, points the gun at the viewer and shoots, and then it cuts to black, right, and goes on to the next thing. Right, which is uh, an image that uh, Borman appears to like in all of his movies, which is the the hand coming out of the abyss of something. Mm-hmm. So he did it in Deliverance with the hand coming out of the water. In this movie, exact same shot. He does it with Connery's hand and the hand cannon that he's carrying uh, coming out of the wheat. He's buried himself in wheat. Yeah, which you don't know any of this until no. way later in the movie. Way what, later. How this worked and what it is, why is he yeah. in there? Yeah. Just suddenly he's coming out of a pile of wheat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he's, in, he's in someplace different, obviously, because we have vacuum-sealed naked humans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in, inside of, uh, we can tell it's inside of the Dar- Zardoz head uh, because of the teeth that you can right, see. Right, right. Um, and, and you can kind of see the sky line where they're floating around um so he he's kind of roaming around the zardoz head with all these vacuum sealed humans which at no point in the movie is it ever explained why there's vacuum vacuum sealed humans in the zardoz head never never called back to we don't know why (laughs) these people are there why they're vacuum sealed who they are yeah best guess is it it just looked weird and so they went with it (laughs) did it yeah so uh then we see the uh the source of the floating head at the beginning of the movie um zardoz himself arthur makes an frame. appearance arthur frame and uh connery asks no questions it's shoot first that que- ask questions later yeah he points aims and fires and shoots arthur frame out of the zardoz head and for somebody who did all this because he wanted answers that seems like a weird tact <laughs> yeah we later find out that he went in the zardoz head to get answers but he's not waiting for him from arthur frame yeah. He's and, just gonna blow him away. Yeah, right. And weirdly, Arthur Frame doesn't fall out of the head and fall to his death, but he does. We found out he did die, but he kind of floats away. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, which was weird. But yeah. and it was a, it was. I mean, I don't think it was a fatal wound. No, it was, was in the arm. His arm. It was in the yeah. arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From and a distance. Uh, he's and he says to uh. Sean Connery says, without me, you are nothing. A bore. All pointless. All pointless. And, and then he, then floats, he floats, out the, <laughs> floats out of the Sardaz head. <laughs> and you can see from Zed's um, reaction that he knows he was wrong. I shouldn't. Maybe yeah. I should. No, uh-huh. I there. Yeah. So, and, and right away, we know we're off to a really strong start on this right. movie. <laughs> Yeah, this is probably the first 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Connery, I guess, is just at the at the mercy now of just hoping that Zardoz's head has a self-landing gear, mm-hmm. is on autopilot. Like, he has no idea how this thing works or where it's going or what it's doing or if it even land. Yep. Lucky for him, it lands in Vortex 4. <laughs> yes. It's the home of the Eternals. Much better than Vortex 3. Right. Skips right over 1 through 3 and lands in 4. <laughs> Um, where the Eternals uh, gather. And these are the, the uh, intellectuals. You have the Brutals, who are the stupid people, and the intellectual, the Eternals, which are the, uh, the intellectuals. And so Zed makes his way out of the, 
out of the Zardoz head. Yeah, and, and, and it is it has landed in a basically what looks like uh it's an old home in the countryside. Yeah. And I believe they shot it in Ireland. So that gives you an, an, an a very old home. It gives you an idea of kind of what the, the look of this is. Right. Yeah. Um he starts walking around and checking things out and sees that the uh there there's vegetation growing inside of bags. Yeah. And gets, gets scared by a jack in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he wanders into a home that looks like a, um, what you would picture a home. What I would picture a 1970s psychic's living room would look like. Yeah. Just weird images all over the place and antiques mm. scattered about. Um, yeah. Tinsel hanging down. Yeah. Kind of like Martha Stewart lived there, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he stumbles upon a, uh, a crystal ring. Mm-hmm. that that tells him what the needs and what the haves are of all the different vortexes what they they what kind of food they need and mm-hmm. and he's very confused by this he wants to turn it off can't once the ring started i guess <laughs> so he takes the ring with him and then and we, and we get uh connery's first dialogue right there too at 15 minutes 12 seconds right which which is what do you're did you have did you make food meat <laughs> food Meat. And then the uh, the ring produces a, a hologram of food and meat, which yeah. Connery tries to grab to no avail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we find out that he's he's apparently very smart, but that is not the indication early on in this movie. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's quite the reveal when we find out how smart he is later <laughs> on. Um, so he uh, takes the ring with him. Um, and this this ring is kind of like a, a, a 70s sci-fi iPhone, basically. It, right. It's, a little projector. He can project the uh-huh. image on his forehead, on a, on a white sheet, on yeah. Scott's 18-foot um, widescreen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. And, you yeah. Can and I was a little impressed with their, that's the, maybe the only thing of this whole movie I was a little bit impressed with was their future casting as far as that technology went about kind of what this might yeah. look like and what people, you know, where this was headed. And it's not too far off of you right. know, yeah. being able to give you answers and the little projection and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can point it at, and it can scan different images and tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, Cause he does that out when it, once he leaves outside and takes the ring with him. Um, then we have a, um, a uh, girl yeah apparition riding, lady is what i wrote down <laughs> yeah just riding around uh, with the topless on a horse <laughs> yeah, um yeah. again we get no explanation as to why she's doing this mm-hmm. uh ever in the movie and um, again the man who wants answers immediately tries to shoot her <laughs> yeah no threat yeah. cannot possibly be a threat yeah. naked on horseback right just this frail little woman Right on horseback back with no shirt on, and he's <laughs> point, aim, and shoot. Um, I made a note here that uh, when Walk Softly does movies, we don't just do movies with nudity. We do movies with nudity in the absolute weirdest. <laughs> yeah, that nobody would ever want to watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. He's, he's walking around. I lost my place here of where he was. He tries to shoot her, mm-hmm. um, but she's, in, she's intrigued by brutal being in the vortex yeah um wants to know how he got there yeah zardoz says when you die i guess uh zed says this that uh zardoz says when you die you go to the vortex to live forever as he's telling her that and and mm -hmm. like why she's why are you here and 
So, and she's trying to extract information from his brain. Yeah. And, uh, it, she can't. And I like that they call uh, even the, the, the Eternals, those people call the, the floating stone head. They just call it the floating stone head. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they take him to the scientist May, right? At this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And um, she consults with the tabernacle uh, as to what to do. The tabernacle, I guess, is AI. Um, yeah. That answers all their questions that they have. Yeah. We find out later that it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's this computer base or AI that uh, they, all the people have crystals in their heads. And it, it, so it's, it's a, a, an accumulation of all their knowledge. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a yeah. A, center point for everything they know and yeah some kind of like computer ai thing so so may is asking uh where what asking the tabernacle what happened to arthur frayne and mm -hmm. he will only show them that he's falling but he won't show them yeah why yeah or how 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 he got there to the falling part yeah yeah it says uh um this is as much as I can show you because to show you any, anything more requires permission from the, the person and they can't get it. And it says he's dead. Yeah. But not, not to fear because then we see Arthur frames a uh, zygote. Um, yeah. On the, on the sidelines. being yeah. Apparently uh, they're remolecularizing his vitality dust. Right. <laughs> over there. <laughs> Um, and this is where we see Charlotte Rampling for the first time, Consuela, her, her mm -hmm. character Consuela. And uh, may I just say that I was all in on 70s Charlotte Rampling. She, Consuela? She was, yeah, she was not a, uh, a bad looking woman. I think that was, from what I'm seeing, that it was the consensus in 70s culture, especially yeah. in, in Europe, that, that she was uh, quite uh, popular. Yeah, I can see why. I was, I was, uh, I was taken with her. Um, it, they, they also, so yeah, she's Consuela's worried, and May are worried about Outlanders getting into the vortex, mm -hmm. and they're trying to read his his memories, right? Right. In yeah. This machine, they've got him hooked the the AI or whatever they got him hooked up to, but he he can he's selectively showing the memories. Right. He's able to not show to not give them everything. He tells and he tells them on on Zarde three hundred and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't just days. There's Zarde. There's Zarde. Oh uh, Zarde. And the way they're trying to extract his memory is they took his bandoliers off and laid him on a table, yeah, um, almost naked with his head hanging off the table backwards. Because mm -hmm. it on looks back. cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they have a Zarbucks there. <laughs> we never get to see it. Yeah, on Zarde three twelve, he tells us that he, he he took a woman in his name. So, I think yeah. that comes back to play a little bit. But and the one memory that he's gonna let uh, that he's gonna let him see is um, a beach rape that he committed. Yeah, yeah that's it. Taking <laughs> taking the woman in his name. Yeah, he, he just flat out drops a net on a woman to trip her, and then he rapes her on the beach in the name of Zardos. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. And another, like they're showing the brutals running away from the exterminators. And another note I made is that there is absolutely no way they were faking these horses trampling these people. 
They were these people were getting shot and falling down, and the horses were running right over top of them. Yeah, there ain't any way to fake that. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, there was an AI in there, and these were all these were all practical stunts that were done. Well, yeah. the safety coordinator, um, I think he if they wanted a safety coordinator, they would have only been able to pay Sean two hundred and forty-five thousand. Yeah. Yeah, Sean got a little bit more. Uh, was able to extract a little bit more money than the two hundred thousand too. Did you Did you hear about that? Uh huh. Um, so he asked Yes Borman what they were paying for a driver and um, for transportation back and forth. And Borman told him, and he said, "How about if I, uh, how about if I drive myself and you and I split that money?" <laughs> so he got he got a little bit more. Man, that's uh, that's old school. Yeah. <laughs> chicanery right there that's right. not how you expect big motion picture making to go yeah <laughs> so we'll skim this off the top man you will split it a few thousand dollars um yes so the uh, they put the matter to a vote as to what to do with zed because they yeah. want to get the get the, the eternals are all gathered up right. having a debate on what to do with him you know yeah and and what do you think of their voting method oh i really disliked it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh <laughs> this is this is a vote yeah and some of them would mouth words that you couldn't tell what they were saying and some of them would not they would all do little hand motions and i guess there was one woman who was able to discern what they were voting with by these motions mm -hmm. there would be a really high pitch noise um and then she would tally the votes and and let everybody know uh what the consensus was so they decide that they're um they're going to hook Zed to an apparatus and see if they can, can extract uh, some more of his memories that way. And they're all very entertained by his memories. Yeah. They, they, they're all, they we find out at this point that the, the, the Eternals are very bored. Yeah. They're all, they're all sexual because they've lost their sex drive because they, they don't have a need for children mm -hmm. because they're immortal. So they're all, kind of androgynous they're all like the women the men dress like women yeah and tights and um so the, and so they're they're bored and they're curious about the, the brutal's life so they're gonna they're gonna get some they're gonna extract some memories and and see what zed's all about um i've heard by the way that they the uh marvels the eternals that they're just doing a straight uh reboot of this and, and use this plot over again yeah good <laughs> i'm ready to see this revisited in modern times um so they put zed in a cage uh outside and todd uh, found a little baboon trivia for you did you see the baboon there in the cage that's uh that's a real baboon it was but the baboon attacked <laughs> The actor that was in the baboon oh, costume. Oh, no. So they had to escort the baboon off the scene. <laughs> Why did they have the somebody set? in a baboon costume? If they had a real baboon. I don't know. They wanted let's two, just, but could just, only. Let's just see which one does a better job. Okay, John? <laughs> I thought yeah, well, you were about to say that this baboon is the same baboon that played Shockma or something. Oh, oh. Man, well, that would have been awesome. Again, again, we're seeing a common thread here. And that is that baboon movies, baboon movies, or baboons in movies make yeah. better movies. And and that baboons don't screw around. No, they don't. 
<laughs> not with fake baboons. <laughs> no, nope. Ain't gonna like that. Oh man, I'm not taking that chance, man. You're not putting me in a cage dressed up like a baboon, but a real baboon, <laughs> yeah, a real one. Not yeah. after seeing Shockma. Especially if they come at you with a baboon erection. Um, <laughs> if you see that, you know you're in trouble. So you better have something besides a flimsy set in between you. Mm. And don't worry, we're getting into a, an, an erection scene. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but uh, but first, there's a there's an eternal named friend. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to catch what was going on there. That that was his name. For <laughs> yeah. for mo- for half of my notes, he's just weirdo. Weirdo <laughs> does this. And weirdo does that. Man, he's very weird. Um, of of all the uh, eccentric characters in the Vortex Four, he's one of the more eccentric. Uh-huh. Um, he's he's given the task of babysitting Zed. And he tries to uh, telepathically get into Zed's mind. He can't. Yeah. Um, Zed, Zed licks his hand for some yeah. Yeah. strange reason, which yeah. I cannot believe Sean Connery did. I can't either. Um, so uh, Zed's going to play dumb. Maybe that's why. Like, we really are Neanderthals. Look, we're licking hands over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't want you – he doesn't want him to know how, how smart he is. So he – Zed is put to the task of – um, wheeling uh, being the uh, the donkey on a uh, wheelbarrow, yeah, yeah. Friend said, by the way, it is put up the biggest case to keep him and not kill him, uh, to relieve their board boredom. And and he says, I like you, sly old monster. <laughs> and that's when Zed licks his hand, <laughs> so they let they vote and they let him live yeah. for, th- for three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. They have three weeks to research his ad, see if they can get into his memories and be entertained by him. Yeah, we also learned that uh, Arthur Frayne, no one else wanted to run the Outlands, so that was his job. Mm-hmm. And they said, he's an artist. He does it with imagination. So that was his deal. Yeah. So then they put, Zed is given, put in a cage, given the duty of being the donkey or the front of the uh, rickshaw that's full with green bread. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that friend not is taking moldy bread, not moldy bread. Uh, no, just green bread. You got to make it green so it's futuristic, right? <laughs> so uh, Zed pulls around this rickshaw, and friend delivers bread uh, around the vortex. Um, which then we find out another group of people called uh, two more groups of people, I guess. Um, yeah. One of them is a group of old people that are in, a, I guess, an old folks' home. and the renegades. Are, the renegades, and they're eternally, they're old, the only old people in the Vortex, and they are just dressed up like they're going to prom and dancing all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get pissed off real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, yeah they they're very short grumpy. fuse. <laughs> Those old people. The other group that he's delivering to are the Apathetics, um, yeah. which have been become so bored Mm-hmm. with life that they just really don't do anything yeah they're just literally nothing walking catatonics and yeah. he, he says it's a disease slowly creeping through the vortexes so i mean plenty of symbolism for you in that they the apathetics of this society mm-hmm. and the disease slowly creeping through the vortex so I, again i hope you all are going to tell me what all this means um the renegades are condemned to a life of senility uh they give them food but they're shunned yeah. So yeah. the renegades and the apathetics of, of society. So uh, the other thing was I wanted to ask you all, 
uh, when he stops by the baker's place to get the the bread, he speaks gibberish to the uh, the bakers. Did you did you like that? I was hoping it was gibberish because yeah, was, I couldn't make heads or tails. <laughs> yeah, it was very. It was some yeah, okay, good, good gibberish. <laughs> very strange for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this when uh, Zed uh, is about to rape a apathetic? <laughs> Um, on the hay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, that was a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. I was really hoping they didn't go through with that and yeah. he didn't. Thank God he didn't. Yes. Yeah. She was so apathetic. He just couldn't, he just couldn't yeah. make himself do it. Um, and then a uh, friend puts on a display of how, how apathetic they are in that you can basically just um, treat them like those uh, little rubber dolls that we used to have when we were kids where you could move their bend their arms and they would stay in any position that you want them to be in um that those were the apathetics they were those little rubber rubber dolls um so zed witnesses the the final statements of a trial uh of an eternal um after this oh yeah uh yeah and i guess he's he's sent or uh he's the they take off of his life. So I guess when you're, when you're an eternal, I guess you, you are frozen in time or you only can age to a certain point. But if you do something that they don't like and they vote against you, they can make you age. And eventually you'll get like the renegades if you're bad enough and you'll be frozen as an old person. Yeah. Is that what you gathered from this? Yeah. Yeah. That's their punishment is to add years on and depending on how bad what you, you know, depending on, uh, the severity of whatever you did, you know, they'll give you more years added onto your life or whatever. And do they give that guy five years? Gave him five. Yeah. 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 So Age they, five years. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Zed's on display again. Um, in, uh, what I would call erection class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so I, I've made some notes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I've got away from my notes and more on the synopsis. So we've passed the part where Connery uh, gets uh, sucked down into the mirror pyramid, correct? Uh, did we? I, th- I think. Let's see. Oh, the one where he does that really overacted. Oh, I'm falling in the. <laughs> yeah, there are, there's a few moments. There's a few moments like that where you can tell he is just not into it. And yeah. He- yeah, yeah I, I think I can't remember, but this is when him and friend are hanging out, right? Because friend is the one that goes down there with him, or is it May? I thought it was May. I think it may be May. Yeah, okay, May. okay. So yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so um, I'll keep on going. They um, so they show Zed some. They put him on display, and they want to see what arouses a brutal. <laughs> yeah. What what will give Zed an erection? So they put him on display. And they start showing images, um, soft core pornographic images on yeah. a screen. Somebody in a every, shower. Yeah. Like a pert plus, pert plus commercial first. Yeah. Right. M- mud right. wrestling next. Some mud yeah. wrestling because in the 70s, that's what all got all men going. <laughs> yeah. It was mud wrestling. It was uh, mud wrestling big in the 70s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so while they're showing these images, everybody is just staring at Zed's junk. <laughs> <laughs> looking yeah. for for all the people who didn't watch this before uh to, to make sure they were prepared i'm they're flocking right now they're like yeah. oh yeah. 
yeah, let's let's go watch this. Yeah, and Connery's very stoic, and apparently nothing is happening by way of his junk um, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. until they put some squiggly lines. Yeah, so the squiggly squiggly lines were like some kind of like meter to see what what his uh, budge level was, I guess. And so they yeah. were they were on the screen for both of those shots for the for the shower and for the mud wrestling. And then it just kind of goes to black, I guess, before they get to the next thing. But then they're like, "Oh, what?" And and he uh, he looks he starts he looking looks at, at Consuela. Consuela. Yeah, yeah, that's called the Peter meter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently. Consuela is what got him going, um, which embarrasses her. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, then next we go to um, – is this where we go to him serving dinner for everybody? Um, is this yeah. when May take him down into the pyramid? I think it might be where he goes down in the pyramid because I've got one note in between that and dinner, and all okay. it says is – he's a mutant and superior to them. And I feel like okay. that's where that she told him that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so may takes him down into the pyramid. Yeah. A, now a, a, mirror, a mirror pyramid, a mirror pyramid. And Connery takes one step in and then feigns <laughs> like he's being sucked down into the pyramid. Oh, listen. Yeah. If you all haven't seen it, you need to go just, just for this scene to, cause you're never uh, like, it's like the Superman poster, the, that they say you'll you'll believe a man can fly and after yeah. this you will believe a man can get sucked into a mirror pyramid. right right it's my, so convincing my note for this was connery going into the mirror pyramid was worse than that bit people do when they go down the stairs behind the couch <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know i've seen that bit really good though <laughs> yeah some people do a good job with it yeah well connery this did was- not this a good was job with this. The pyramid <laughs> was horrible. The pyramid, yes. <laughs> this was bad. <laughs> the pyramid. Um, so uh, then this this is where they get confirmation that uh, that Arthur has been amusing himself in the Outlands, right? Yes. Um, because of of what Zed is choosing to show them now, he's st- he's still just uh, kind of showing them what he wants. Um, and, uh, may Consuela wants to kill Zed now and may hesitates. May doesn't want to. Yeah. And she says for the sake of science. Yeah. No, this is no kill. Um, so, uh, she's going to keep Zed secret. I I wrote that, that she's going to keep Zed secret, but I don't remember what the secret was that he's, he's more of a threat. Yeah. That he's the mutant and superior to them. Okay. There you go but they're going to keep that secret so that he can live for science's sake. Yeah. So this is where they go to lunch and, um, <clears throat> they do their stupid vote again. Yes. And vote to kill Zed in seven days, seven days. And I, I think, um, I think going to second level, which is what they called it. Uh-huh. I think going to second level is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> So we learned a little bit earlier in the movie that uh, they don't need to sleep because they're immortal now. And uh, in, so that's where your subconscious does all what it needs to do while you're sleeping. So instead they do it while they're awake now and they call it going to second level where they can access their subconscious. And yeah. And, they, and that's how they meditate on whether or not to kill Zed now yeah, at this they, lunch. Yeah. It's yeah. like this. They look at whatever and do this. Yeah. Um, and friend does not participate in this in this 
uh, version of second level. Yeah, he refuses um, to go to second level. I, and I don't blame him. It was awful. And um, he says he doesn't want to take part in the group mind control because he hates women, birth, and fertility. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he's considered uh, irredeemable, and he's exiled to be among the renegades, which is the old people that are uh, perpetually at prom. Um, so while the Eternals are in second level, uh, Zed sneaks out and goes to the, um, the sh- shield, I guess, that's protecting the vortex from the outside world. Um, some more really good acting from Connery here, pretending there's a wall there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zarnable mime style. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you all did it way better. Yeah. Um, so then we see a shot from the outside and it looks like he's trying to push through the shield, but then he pushes his face on the shield and starts pushing really hard with his face, uh-huh. which I, I wanted to ask you all, have you all ever tried to um, push anything down with your face? No, but, you know, we couldn't get the picture if it was just two hands up against it. He had to <laughs> really let you see that there was something yeah, there yeah. and be impressed by the effect. Yeah. Check out our big budget. Uh-huh. <laughs> plexiglass uh, plexiglass uh, so we uh so then we look uh, we see him look up towards the hill and there uh, there's a hill the, i said hill there's a hill um that has some mounted exterminators on it and he sees uh-huh. them so they they've arrived at vortex four uh, um so then Zed goes to the uh, red and he sees friend and we see friend and friend looks pretty normal he doesn't look old and silly Turns his face. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. A little Harvey Dent action. That's right. They, they did a good job, I thought, with the makeup on that. That's yeah, one. It looked like half his face, face was sliding off his skull. Yeah. 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 The, the, the makeup's not bad. I don't understand quite why. I guess I don't know if they thought they're not going to be able to recognize Friend if we just make him old. So yeah. let's do it half. Or is it supposed to be like it, it takes a while for this aging process? So he's only halfway there or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, it only, and it only affects half your face halfway there. <laughs> That's right. Right. But they did, uh, they did conform to the uh, Scott Stafford theory that all old men either look melty or dusty. Uh, <laughs> he looked very melty on that side of his face. Man, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. You said it about uh, when you were talking Douglas, about uh, Douglas. <laughs> oh, you said yeah. they either get melty or dusty, and he's very <laughs> melty. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Wow. That's some that's some brilliance for me right there. <laughs> well, I I I put that uh, theory to the test and it holds up. <laughs> um, so I, no comment. <laughs> he, find, he finds friend, um, and friend's been aged, um, as we discussed, and then friend starts uh, telling um, Zed about or telling the the other renegades about how he's bringing death. And so they need to, they need to kill him. And mm. it was at this point that I made a note that there is a lot of exposition in this movie. <laughs> um, and we weren't even close to being done with all the exposition. And already I was at the point where I was like, there's a lot of ex- explanation that has to go on yeah. uh, in this movie from different characters from what's going on. But um, they, they try to kill Zed and Zed easily fends off all the old people. Uh, and he, and he kind of scoffs at uh, friend and says, um, tells friend, you stink of despair. 
Uh-huh. God, do you want to give that a, a, a Connery accent? <laughs> oh man! Can you can you spare? <laughs> Stink of despair. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Pick George. Pick George. Uh Yeah. So they they then they ask. Um, so apparently, these all these people in the they're all the renegades are basically the scientists that created the process that would let people live forever, and then they mm-hmm. lost their minds. They had locked themselves away, and then the people that got punished. But uh, so they, the original, the the oldest man there is the one who who yeah came up with all of this and discovered the trick for for eternal life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they go to him right and ask the old man how to die, and he says the that May has the secret. Yeah, tells him to go to May um, if he wants to find out. Um, so um may said they he finds may who is also in um second level meditating mm-hmm. and he he brings her out of that and basically asks her and she says um it's gonna it, they they work out a deal where it's gonna be a truth for a truth you tell me the truth i'll tell you the truth about the tabernacle and and what we're about so zed lets her read his mind and this is where we this is the the big reveal of the movie is we we see we see Zed chasing someone into a group of buildings and he's got a white hood on mm-hmm. and he's chasing him throughout and he, and they end up in a library and um this is the first time that Zed has seen a book yeah it's a flashback yeah and and the exterminators she's reading his mind she's seeing all this right yeah and the exterminators in the past were just were killing everybody in this village and he sees a guy in a window and tries to shoot him and he goes after him yep running into the buildings yeah so he he lures him into this building go into a library and there's a kid's book that's basically like m is for mouse and that kind of thing so zed uh first time he's seen a book and he teaches himself to read which he says was very easy to do (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so he reads everything uh becomes very intellectual more intellectual even so than the eternals uh this is where we find out how smart zed is Mm -hmm. and um finally he comes across the wonderful wizard of oz yeah yeah like uh the the mysterious man is like holding a book out at the end of of the aisle and 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 he comes for that book yeah and he, so he reads, so we see him in these flashbacks, tearing a book apart and throwing the pages like a little sissy. Like that's the worst form <laughs> of a throw I've ever seen a man do. Uh, <laughs> he's throwing the pages. And then we find out it's because he read the wonderful wizard of Oz. Yeah. Found out that what the wizard of Oz was about was about a, a man behind the curtain, manipulating these people to think he was a God. And if you take the WI out of wizard and take out the of your it's left with Zardoz with Zardoz. No, so, it's, it's kind of like contact, you know, you get all the way to the end <laughs> <laughs> to find out it's her GD fodder. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then Connery's Zed is on to what Zardoz is all about from this he figures out that it's Kane, it's Arthur and, and he's, he's the man behind the curtain. So yeah. this is where he comes up with the plot to sneak onto the big stone head. 
mm-hmm. which is where we open the movie up at, where he's he's coming out of the wheat. Yeah. Yep. That that that's that's resets us at the beginning. Uh, we also find out that the uh, the world right after this that that we get some. I guess this yeah. is where May starts telling us what her right. side of things. May's truth now. Yeah. Yeah. So the world was dying, and they took what was good and made an oasis. We few, the rich, the powerful, the clever, uh, cut ourselves off to protect. Uh, as the world plunged into a dark age, custodians of the past for an unknown future. And then do, does Zed get attacked again by everybody here? Um, they they have a little bit of, of um, I guess May has been in contact with Zed for so long that there's a little bit of sexual tension now building in May for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, they, so uh, he, Zed starts getting busy. And Consuela, Consuela uh, walks in. Yeah, and Zed's like, forget you, May. Yeah, and Consuela accuses May of performing bestiality with, with yeah. Zed the monster. Yeah, and Zed's like, yeah. Real, real quick, let me also throw in so yeah. when Harry he met switches Sal. gears I think that to yeah. Consuela. Yeah. Goes after yeah. Consuela. You're going to do a little rape on Consuela, and um, they blind him, right? Yeah, because he starts yeah. stumbling around into the quilts and using the their mind powers. Yeah, yeah, they blind him. So he he uh, staggers out without sight, but he meets another Eternal who um, who restores his sight because she says he is the one, the Liberator. <laughs> yeah. So he and she gives him a the woman that restores his sight also gives him a leaf off a plant and says you you'll know when you need this it'll restore your power. At some point, you're going to run out of energy or power and just eat this leaf and it'll restore, it'll restore you back to homeostasis. If, if they went as deep as that the leaf is symbolism, then, man, I'd love to hear all that because to me it just sounds like, you know, they're not really thinking this through and just say we need something to energize them later. But if, if, if the leaf symbolizes this and that, yeah, and like, I would I love to a, that, yeah. a deep dive into that. Yeah. Here, take this leaf. Yeah. Uh, so Consuela's hunting yes. Zed now. He uh, runs but, and hides. Yeah. And, and he hides with he, the apathetics, right? Right. She's, they, they sense his life power, I guess, and they're coming <laughs> up on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And start some kind of uh, life force orgy, I would call it. Yeah. That's exactly what I called it <laughs> in my notes. Uh, the the uh, apathetic that is leading the charge is the one that he almost raped in the hay earlier um and she sees a bead of his sweat is what i'm assuming it is yeah mm-hmm, i think and so. takes it with her finger and then licks it and then she lets somebody else lick it and in turn they <laughs> lick it and then everybody kind of starts kissing each other <laughs> and they they converge on zed who kind of sneaks out the bottom of the orgy and I put that he had to take the power leaf because the orgy exhausted him so much. I think so. This is yeah. when he, this is when he decides I need the leaf. <laughs> um, so he, he evades Consuela, Consuela, right? Yeah. And ends up meeting back up with May. Yeah. He runs to friends. Um, like base right 
the other they... exterminators to let them in or something, right? Yeah, he he ends up back in the, the place where Fran keeps all the statues and stuff like that. I don't know if I skipped ahead and if I left some stuff out in my notes. Um, but uh, he he runs in there, and then mm-hmm. there Arthur Frayne is in there and has remolecularized his vitality dust. Yes. Yeah. And and says, and they start that whole "I am Lazarus." And and tells him to finish it. He says it's T. S. Eliot. T. S. Eliot, yeah. So Zed finishes it and says, I'm Lazarus, come I'm Lazarus, come from the dead. <laughs> to tell you all. I shall tell you all. And so he wants to know, tell him, you gotta tell him. Yeah. And at some point he meets back up with May, who may um this may be that that may be later. Okay. Um so uh I'm looking at I got the crystal ball. He gives him the crystal ball. Right. Am I, am I ahead of you? In it. Um, I th- Man, my notes are very extensive on this movie. Way too much so. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's yeah, T.S. Eliot's way, way ahead of oh, that. Okay. He, okay. He, uh, the exterminators like storm the, the vortex first. Okay. Um, so Zed gets this, the exterminators in, and it is an absolute bloodbath. They just start <laughs> killing all of the... Well, we see we first we see Zed has sort of been enlightened because the one woman wants him to shoot her. The woman that gave him the power leaf and restored his sights wants her to shoot him. Wants him to shoot her in, in the fountain. Yeah. And Zed raises his gun. Um, God, right. we have skipped ahead because we're Consuela finally finds Zed is about to kill him and can't do it because she now she realizes she has a thing for him. She feels something for Zed. She can't do it. They walk arm in arm out to the fountain, see the girl who gave him the sight back. She wants to die, wants Zed to kill her. He pulls his gun out and Consuela says, do it. It's what she wants. And he can't, he can't kill her because yeah. that's how much Zed has come from being the brute that he was to now he's enlightened and he, he can't, he can't just kill. But no fear because the exterminators roll up and they just start killing everybody. They are blasting people with their guns. They're cutting them. Uh, one dude um, slices another guy on the back of the neck, right? Mm-hmm. And that kills him. <laughs> yeah, it made um, no sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really fast. Even yeah. the jugular vein doesn't go around that. Yeah, they thought that was going to be real cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so zed gets into that this is the part i think where zed gets into the uh goes into that the, the where all the art is and meets meets frain and um they have the t.s Eliot what whatever and then may tells him um after he arthur frain is gone out of the picture after the crystal ball with the crystal yeah gives him a crystal ball says what do you see i see nothing nothing then i have nothing to tell you and like disappears and then he's yeah. looking at it some more and uh behind him consuela has come in so in the crystal ball he sees consuela yes i see yes. consuela and uh so they've busted in and she's gonna kill him with a big with a knife yeah, like a so dagger place, but yeah that's right she says uh he sean zed says you cannot you will not the hunt is always better than the, the hunt is always better than the kill. And then Consuela says in hunting you. And I, I've written, I wrote down all of this cause I felt like it was all symbolism and yeah, speaking yeah, to yeah. something else. It's Definitely. Like, uh, 
she says, in hunting you, I have become you. I have destroyed what I set out to defend. And then we get the, the quote from Nietzsche, he that fights too long against dragons becomes a dragon himself. And yes. Consuela says she's not like the others anymore. She, she has love now. And, he, and Zed says, if I live, we will live together. And Zed has to destroy the tabernacle. Yes. So he figures out but the that, tabernacle won't tell him where it is or what it is. Right. And he figures out that it's the diamond. It's or the, the crystal, right. The crystal, uh, infinite information stored in the refractions of light. It's the sum of all of these people and all their knowledge. And they have crystals in their foreheads. That's when we find all that out and it's all mm-hmm. seeing and everywhere and nowhere. And, Oh, and this is, this is the, the, the tabernacle speaking. So it's, uh, I'm all seeing, I'm everywhere and nowhere. And that has often served as a definition of God. So is it as simple as this is like your typical anti-religion message or because I, I just don't know. There's more like if it yeah, is, some of it doesn't so. make sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause yeah. destroying the tabernacle seems like really right. easy. Like, okay, well you're, you're tearing down religion. Okay. But that's not, there's so much more. Yeah. Yeah, and he makes a, I guess God has made a deal with with man in that him making a deal with Zed of, if you don't destroy me, I'll show you everything. Uh-huh. And then Zed is dropped down into the pit of mirrors that he can't escape from. Right. While he's being enlightened on all the things that God has to show him. Yeah, and you have, the, yeah you have the whole thing that Zardoz is God, and, and, yeah. and, and God is just you know, the wizard of Oz, but the Eternals wanted, they're not like a Christian allegory because they created this God to fool the, <laughs> these other people. So it's like, they wanted to live forever, which you could look at as like religious and, but, but they're the ones that made all this and, mm-hmm. and they created Oz and knew the deal. So it's like, and I, I and the, the the apathetics and the renegades seem key to what all this is supposed to mean, but I'm lost. Yeah, me too. There's a lot you can read into it, but there's it, it, there you always come into a roadblock of well, then that doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah, I feel dense. It's like yeah, I really feel stupid trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so he said uh, the tabernacle says, "Would you destroy us? You know, we're all and and why would you?" Why would you not rather be part of us? Join to us, a light shining to the future. Love us, cherish the truth. And and Zed says no. And does he shoot his gun? Then he screams no. And then Tabernacle says, "You have penetrated me." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and he says, "There is." Tabernacle says, "There's no escape. You are within me." And then he slides down again into some yeah tab- into the abyss. And man, this lasts forever. Yes, it does. He is, is this where he's in the hall of mirrors and he can't escape. He's in the stinking mirror maze. Yeah, and it will not end. Yep, and he's pointing his gun everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, he finally shoots him a, a reflection of himself. Which About actually, fifteen minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> which actually sh- shoots himself somehow. Yeah, and I went back and watched it again. So he shoots his gun. Uh, maybe at himself because uh, because the the angles are different but i did notice that when he shoots the gun so the main angle is like 
its profile and he's shooting it somewhere. But in one of the mirrors, the, that Connery is pointed right at the camera again. So he's shooting us again. So he's pointing, mm. he's pointing straight at us when he shoots that one. And then the tabernacle says, you have destroyed us. You have found the flaw in the crystal. We are gone. You are alone. And yeah, he, and then he sees him, his former self in the, in the Zardoz mask when he was a, just a brutal, I right, guess, before right. he got enlightened. And then he shoots that. And, but then it does a little camera trick and it comes out and, and it, he has shot himself in, in current, his current self. Right. Yes. And the mirror is bleeding also. <laughs> yeah. Right. <The> mi- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was jumping all around because this is when he comes out and the woman asks him to kill her. Right. And then he can't. Yeah. Do it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, he can't do it. And, uh, but then, then the exterminators come in and they can, and they just kill everything. Yeah. Um, and he went, and he didn't die the, the whole gunshot thing because we found out he, he's actually just p- passed out at the table. He didn't physically go into the crystal or anything. Right. It was he like was in, in his, his mind. Yes. This is a, this is maybe his second level that <laughs> yeah. he's gone into, uh, to figure it all out. Um, then at some point May may comes into the picture again. Uh, and I, the reason I keep saying this is cause she has some quotes that I have to, I have to recite here. Um, <laughs> She, she tells Zed, um, it seems like the only people that are like death comes in. A lot of people want to die, but the only people that are wanting to live and recreate are the women. None of the men really do. They all mm-hmm. just kind of want to make out while they're dying, <laughs> yeah. getting shot by the exterminators or their knives are getting their, their necks are getting sliced or whatever. Um, so may, may tells uh, Zed, Inseminate us all, and we'll teach you all we know, give you all we love. And then she does her touch teaching. Is that what happens? Yeah. She touch teaches him everything because he can't, uh, doesn't have time to read all the books or talk to all the people. Uh, then she also, yeah, this is when she says, we will touch teach you, and you will give us your seed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was Which, like, wow. Yeah, that's all it yeah. took. Yeah. Touch teaching resulting in seed. Uh, so they – yeah he they it let's see so consuela kisses him somewhere in here mm-hmm. at this point and he's uh so he was passed out at the table and and like dead and so they pick him up and they're like take him to the east door and he's just completely dead mm-hmm. and then consuela comes in and kisses him on the forehead and bang he's that's when he's away a hundred percent okay yeah uh, not not work into it or nothing just bang i'm fine and let's go and that was let's get out of here you can tell yeah. he he had no idea how to play that at all yeah and like he just he's like i'm over this is and this where they put him in the wedding dress to sneak him through town i think so because friends said he needs to go talk to the the oldest of the renegades. Yeah, yep, um, so yep, they have yep. to get him out of there. An old man calls me. Uh, let's see. They they went, the old man says they went against nature, and she had to destroy us. They forced uh, we forced her hand. She made you evolution. And so basically, Mother Nature created uh, Zed to destroy them but they forced nature's hand to to, yeah. to make evolution and yeah uh, so after that the stone head crashes to the ground mm-hmm. um death Ar- is back arthur frayne goes through this whole thing about 
he's happy that uh, he bred and and and, yeah. le- and led um Zed, so he's responsible for this. Yeah. It was I. But then but then Zed says, and I have seen into force. The force that put the idea oh, yeah. in I've Arthur's see- mind. Yeah, he's seen into the force that put the idea in your mind and You're you right, yeah. and led and and gave you the idea. So yeah, we're immortal again. Yep. And then uh that's when Zed when- can't kill the girl. That's when it is. Yeah. Okay. So it's way after. <laughs> um, so he says, uh, one of them says, I think friend or Arthur says to the other one, we have all been bred, reused, abused, and amused. <laughs> yeah. Real cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So then we have, um, we have some classical music playing as Consuela and uh zed make their way into a cave yeah while right, right, right before that friend cool. another cutesy moment fred and yeah. arthur frayne say let's kill each other let's kill each other and <laughs> a proper regard for irony and then one of them says success oh yeah he's like proper regard for irony and then he's like making him look uh arthur frayne's making him look at something and then he shoots uh a friend and friend yeah. says success yeah <laughs> That's all. I'm sure they thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it was. Yeah. And that was satirical. One of them said, it was all a joke. And then they, the, the yeah, exterminator shoot Arthur Frame. Yeah. And everybody dies except for Connery and Consuela, who are now responsible for replenishing. And they, wa- and they waste, n- yeah, waste no time. Yeah. They get right to business. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see the aging process, which is happening very rapidly for uh, Consuela and Zed. Um, that kid did not look old enough for them to be that old compared to where they started. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very much like Obi-Wan at the end of episode three to the beginning of four, how much he aged. Um, and then we, we finish it off with uh, their son leaving them, and then they turn into skeletons holding hands in yep. a cave. Yeah, they're able to get old and die. Uh, and the last image is handprints on a cave wall, and then yep. we'll cut to black. There you go. You wanna you wanna go in deep, uh, Todd, and tell us what the the final image of handprints on a cave wall tells us to wrap this whole thing up. We are. What year were What year are we What year are we alive in? Twenty four ninety three or what was it? Twenty twenty forty three? Twenty two ninety three. Twenty two ninety three. So that makes us twenty two ninety three, yeah. Yeah, that makes us really old. Or really future I don't know, man. I, I just I tell you what, I, I do like the fact that they properly aged the uh, 44 magnum on the wall cave wall behind them yeah left they, it didn't, up. they didn't goof the, they didn't goof around on that they they rested it up really nice can can one of you take a stab at what the apathetics and the renegades are supposed to be about um i think the uh the renegades are the people who think they have, the older generation who thinks they have all the answers um, but they're being left to their own devices to fight it out amongst themselves. 
Nobody pays attention to them anymore. They think they have all the answers, but the younger yeah. generation does not. Nobody pays attention to them anymore. They're almost – the older generation is almost uh, excavated from the community. And then – Apathetics, I don't have a clue. Then, Apathetics are just uh, disillusioned youth that, mm -hmm. you know, they're strung out of their mind on – Maybe so. Opioids and whatnot. So – I, you know, the, the religion thing we talked about is, is, is the tearing down of religion and it's, it's all, you know, they saying it's nonsense, but then, uh, or is it worship of our own achievements because of the statues and stuff that they were keeping and, you yeah. know, so we're the protectors of the, uh, and then I, but then it was like the other thing I wrote down was, is it some kind of like Bernie Sanders movie? Because it's like the world was dying, and we took what was good and cut ourselves off. The the few, the rich, the powerful, the clever is like is it going? You know, is it and then became immortal. Yeah, yeah. It could go. It could cut either way. I don't, I have no idea what's going on with this thing. I feel, <laughs> I feel so stupid. And again, if you uh, if you all have explanations for this stuff, yeah. we'd be happy to hear them. Um, just hit us up on Facebook in the comments when we post this. Uh, you can get us at Twitter, Walk Softly Films. Um, email any of us, Alan Scott or Todd at WalkSoftlyFilms.com. We would love to hear some explanations as you finish this movie up. Um, I've got a little trivia on the movie. If you want to hear that real quick before we get out of here. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Burt Reynolds was supposed to play Zed. That makes total sense. Yep, uh, right off the heels of Deliverance. He got really sick. Uh, Borman contacted Richard Harris. Um, this is the one I love. To play it. <laughs> and Richard Harris never responded back to it. <laughs> we know who's the winner here. <laughs> so Connery, Connery got, the, got the bid. Um, the horse. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Oh, imagine Deliverance Connery or, uh, or Burt Reynolds right there, though. Yeah. Um, also, did you all like when uh, Connery punched through the cellophane and how amazed they were with his power? <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> doing that. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder how much cellophane they actually used. Oh, a lot. Must have been crazy. That was that was a big part of the budget. Um, <laughs> the horse with the topless lady on it at the beginning that was very confusing was actually Borman's horse. Named Snowy, and when the horse died, they cut off its tail and attached it to a rocking horse so they'd have a piece of Snowy forever. So that is some weird stuff from Borman. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Borman signed a document for a uh, for a communist publication stating that the mask was not making fun of Vladimir Lenin because it was actually his own face. So wow. that they wouldn't get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. If you all, if you all think people don't uh, cosplay as Zed, you are wrong. Whoa! <laughs> uh, look at that, and that is a woman. <laughs> it's a woman. Man, well, next time we go to Paducah, we need to cosplay as exterminators. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go at least one set of films as, as exterminators. I think so. Charlotte Rampling was upset about the scene where Zed resists her mind control because she was, this is a quote from her, 
was looking forward to being raped by Connery and it was over much too quickly. And that comment doesn't fly these days. Yeah. That, uh, nope. <laughs> no, nobody's going to say that these days. <laughs> no, I wonder if she'd like to revisit that comment and explain it a little further. Yeah. Uh, Sean Connery was not resistant at all to wearing the diaper, <laughs> but he was very resistant to the wedding dress. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Pitched a fit about the wedding dress. Never said a word about the diaper. Um, he hated shooting the aging scene. There's the there's the Borman head, stone, stone head floating around. Uh, Connery hated the aging scene quite a bit. They end up having to shoot it three different times. Took all day to do. They end up having to shoot it three different times because the first time they found a flaw. The second time at the post-production party, the cameraman got drunk and exposed the film so it was ruined. So when they did it the third time, Connery was so pissed off that he attacked the cameraman that did that. <laughs> and they had to get him off the set. Um, last one I had, another one that wouldn't fly in today's day and age, that there was a clause in Connery's – there he is laying down getting his mind read. <laughs> For those of you that want to see. Um, Man, first bit of nudity ever in the talk hard. Well, don't look too closely, everybody. <laughs> and it's not me. I didn't do it, folks. Yeah. The last bit of trivia I have that there was a clause in uh, Sean Connery's contract that, quote, facilitated his sexual activities towards female actors. What? Which is Which is the reason he took the role, <laughs> according to Borman. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> they Apparently, they said he would continue on with his sexual advances well after the cut, and it was in his contract that he was allowed to do that. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Is, I feel like that's a, I mean, that's like, that's a story right there. Yeah. That's why I closed with that one. I was shocked by that. Well, you should watch. You should watch the. Was it Barbara Walters that interviewed Sean Connery many years ago, and um, he he talked about how sometimes it's okay to slap a woman. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah. yeah. So and, anyway, hey, Ian Connery. Christie, Ian Christie of the Daily Express said in his review, "If this is intellectual thinking, then Donald Duck deserves the Nobel Prize." <laughs> <laughs> thank you good it makes me feel a little bit better yeah it's not just us um man there's a ton of stuff on the internet about this movie if you all really want to look into the meaning behind it because there's a lot of theories and none of them made sense to me but you can go look at them all if you are so inclined just zardoz meaning and there is a wormhole you can go down for the rest of the day oh who wore it better <laughs> uh well 2293 <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, are we uh, are we wrapped on Zardoz? I guess we are. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love to go down down the wormhole of what this stupid thing means, but I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought it, it was nonsense. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> much nonsense. Um, 
And uh, I can't wait to hear to some listener theories as to uh, yes, please the meaning behind this. So please watch it. Yeah. And give us give us your takes. We need them, and we'll talk about them on the next uh, on the next Force Watch before we get into whatever whatever we're going to watch next. So um, if that's it, boys, I'm ready for some lunch. Isn't it yeah. hard to believe though that I mean he you know he he'd been Bond, he quit Bond. Uh, then they did a Bond movie without him, and then he he's like, no, I want to be Bond, and he comes back and does one more Bond, and then I guess he's like, no, I really want to quit now, and I mean it. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you know, so this is the, I think this may have been the first movie he did post post Bond. The Diamonds are forever. Good choice. Wow. Yep. I want to make out two hundred thousand dollars and all the rape you want. Yeah. What in the world? Bread and slapping people. I just want to just hand it over. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a crazy time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, got that right. Yep, he did Diamonds Are Forever, and then he did The Offense, which I've never even heard of, and then Zardoz. Okay. We do not so endorse. Pretty, pretty close. All right. Um, no, we that. do not. That, that is bread. Yeah, it was it was shocking. But we, uh, we officially shun the production of Zardoz for, for yep. their weird Sean Connery writer <laughs> contract. Yeah, and if you if you watch some of the scenes, you can see where that could have gotten out of hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, you better sign off. We got less than a minute. Less than a minute. All right, I'm uh I'm getting us out of here. We'll be back very soon. Uh we didn't get to Academy Award talk on the last one, but we will do that soon. So for uh Scott Stafford. For Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. The biggest fools ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.